Welcome to Tunnel Talk Radio on 90.3 KRNU Lincoln with your host, Colton Stone. I think Mark Stoops has probably realized that when you play defense, you need 11 guys out on the field. And Stephen Huff. He's Baton Rouge through and through. I mean, this guy is gumbo running through his veins. <laughs> Welcome to it. Tunnel Talk Radio on 90.3 KRNU Lincoln. I'm Colton Stone alongside, as always, and forever. I Stephen Huff. Well, yeah. Well, at least until the end of this project, we'll be together. Stephen, we got winter weather. I was talking to Jake this morning on Chasing History. It's finally winter. Um, sun's coming out now, though, but that did not have any effect on the fact that it's like 26 degrees out there right now. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I had to walk to class this morning at 8 in the morning. I was going to say here, which is like a block. Yeah. But. I had to walk across campus in blistering winds and snow and cold. I don't mind the cold, actually, or the snow. But the second it gets windy with all that, I think Mother Nature uh, has done too much. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, I don't really like snow. But the, the problem with snow in Nebraska normally is the fact that, like, the example I always use is, like, Colorado, for example. The snow falls and it melts and it's gone the next day. Yeah, they day. have, like, 320 days of sun. Yeah. Like, it melts pretty quickly. Right. But here, it it snows, and then it gets so cold right afterwards that it just freezes and just doesn't go away for three months. So. Yeah, and then, like, you'll have, like, a couple warmer days, and it'll just turn into nasty gray slush. And then it freezes again. <laughs> then it's just ice. So, uh, we're hoping that stays away as much as possible, but I know kickoff tomorrow is Oof. going to be a... Lovely 23-ish degrees, <laughs> and it probably – and I think someone said it, it will be the same temperature from 11 to 2, so basically an entire game. Perfect. So, help us all, please. You're going to the game. Yeah. But you're inside. Yeah, I'm going to stay inside. I'm going to drink coffee, and I'm going to stay inside. Yeah, I'm not going to leave gonna my sleep. house before the before the game. I'm just going to stay inside all day. I, see, I wouldn't leave at all. Probably I'm won't. only leaving because I have to. Yeah. Otherwise, I would. I'd probably stay home. Steven, before we get into the actual game, alternate uniforms. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about these <laughs> things. Do you have a favorite Nebraska alternate no, uniform? No, I don't think they have okay. a great right. alternate. <laughs> you do? Do you? Yes, I do. I Wait, don't go think, ahead. You continue. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with Nebraska and other uh, big schools that have such rich tradition and consistency with their uniforms. Mm-hmm. You only have so much that you can do. And... and they're limited with how creative they can be. And so for Nebraska, you go back to these throwback uniforms because the uniforms have been the same for a century. So you have to go yeah. 150 years back or some crap like that, and then you get these <laughs> bad uniforms that we're going to have to see on Saturday. They're not awful. I yeah. understand the limitations, so that's why I'm a little more acceptant, accepting of these uniforms. But if you had to pick a throwback or, or pick uniforms to watch your team play in. I don't think these are it. Yeah, and the thing is, is these aren't like a uniform they ever wore. It's just kind of a, yeah. paying homage to the fact they wore the leather helmets and the yeah, indeed and the glory and all that stuff. Like I mean, the and that's pillars. all they really can do if they're doing throwbacks too. Now, I will say, wear red, this is, I'm going to catch heat for this, the all-whites, bad luck. I know they're bad luck, and I know Nebraska pretty much never won in them. But I actually kind of like the all whites. Still, they st- I still don't think they've won in them. I'm very, okay very few times. I'm, I, and Husker fans are probably not going to be happy about that. I like the all white look, though. I think like that's the alternate clean. one or just in general? Just in general. Yeah. 
they had I mean, the icy all white, didn't they? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, I, I was it just kind of looked that. like chrome tape, and you didn't know if it was Nebraska <laughs> or right. Indiana right. or Ohio State. Could have been any. Let of them. me guess. Your favorite is uh, first year we played Wisconsin in the Big Ten. Those black ones. The That's your pajamas. Favorite. No, no, those weren't good. No, I don't uh, like those. No, ones. no, no, no. My favorite one is the cleanest one I've ever done. Twenty thirteen against UCLA. Oh, they wore oh, black yeah. tops yep. with red, uh, white letters. Red names on the back. I like those. White pants, matte white helmets. I'll say this. I like those. Getting picky here. The jersey numbers, kind of like a NASCAR font to me. Mm -hmm. Not the biggest fan of those. I have one at home. It's the one I wear all the time. It's not bad. It's a Martinez jersey. (laughs) That's a great plug there for your favorite player of all time. Marcus Newby jersey. (laughs) (laughs) I, I like the jerseys, and I like the color. Number font throws me off a little bit. The helmet was the best part because oh, yeah. it was a matte white helmet, and then the face mask. I always forget. I can lose public information, but it goes from like red to black in the middle, where it would like fade in. Um, the pants were just white with a black stripe down the side. Like the, it, it was a nice touch of using the made up tertiary color that they have, which is black. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, you can't. There's not a whole lot you can do. The all reds never worked. The all reds with black never worked. Now, here's the thing. The all reds just remind me the, of NFL color rush. The all black helmet was cool. Yeah, like the no, all I black like, helmet with the red. But it, I think I, you the know rest those, of the uniform didn't work. You know those little helmets that they like? Yeah. Set? yeah, I think I have one of those all black with the red logo. Yeah. I have one of those helmets for sure. Yeah. The all white chrome ones were fine. Like I said, you didn't know there was even Nebraska. They're... 1962 throwbacks for the 300th sellout. Those ones were pretty cool. I like those. Uh, I was at they that were, game, so I have a little bit of a, like emotional, emotional attachment yeah. to it, I yeah. guess. I was on the that was the first time I made it on the big screen. Made it on five times that game. Did you really? So, yeah. It was uh that's probably when I peaked, honestly. They were feeling bad for everybody. So. It's been downhill ever since then. They're like, "Oh, this kid." All I right. think that might have been the first year you and I really started being friends, too. So, you could see how it went downhill. After, pretty quick after yeah that, yeah yeah uh was it like one of those hold up your credit card and dance for the camera <laughs> if i have to i guess yeah um now i will say like if you're a team like oregon colorado has some nice there's lots of teams out there that have nice jersey combinations different ways different shades of colors that they use mm-hmm It'd be nice if Nebraska could do that, but they can't. Well, the the trend that's been going on lately, and we saw it last night too, is all black uniforms, mm-hmm. which some teams look fine, and then other teams it's like, oh well, oh your main color is green, so what are you gonna do, <laughs> black and green? Like yeah. it's just they're probably not gonna work. Wake Forest were nice last night. The shoulders were kind of weird, but they did like a chrome gold helmet, mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool. Like you said, I I like the at least what they wore here when they played at Nebraska. I liked what Colorado did, the gold helmet, white, yeah, like the, the, white the and black, the traditional. traditional one. Um, Which one I hated was the UCF, black and blue this year. Black and blue. Um, that wasn't their space uniform, was it? It might have been. I, I liked their space uniforms for the fact that like the UCF had like the moon in it. But some of it's kind of like, eh. I'll look it up and show you. But their equipment's usually pretty nice. Yeah. They're no, generally, I do right. like UCFs. Yeah, but if you had to rank uh, worst to best, um, all of them before the 2013 alternative for Nebraska. That's just how. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what what alternatives do they have? 
What's on what's so on the pick? So they got the UCLA well, so one. So that's the 2013 one. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. That's that's probably my favorite. Um because the all the all white one probably is just a uniform combo, not an alternate. Um that I was talking about. That's they don't wear it very often though. They don't wear the all red. They They lose they, in they it. They did it what in 1974 against Oklahoma they wore red jerseys with red pants. Yeah, I think so. Terrible. Why would you 76 maybe. The only thing worse than that was the Rams all yellow. All like the mustard jerseys. So this was this was 14, the all 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 red. Yeah, I don't like the all red if I'm being honest. The first all red had a black helmet. By the way, this is great for our listeners. Yeah, if you guys could see this, you'd <laughs> you'd agree with us. These were the were these the all blacks they tried? The all blacks with red. Those were okay. But yeah. the tr- the trouble is and maybe it's an Adidas thing or maybe it's a uh, oh. <laughs> maybe it's a brand thing. I don't know. Um <laughs> hey, Come on. I, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But the thing is is like any team, Nebraska, you've seen it with Miami, you've seen it with you look at even even some of the Arizona State stuff. Like when you try to do a chrome like color pattern or you try to do like a stripe down the leg and it looks kind of it just looks like duct tape. Like they just it, really, it just, just looks like say, duct tape. It looks like you put on some like metallic duct tape that you got <laughs> at your local hardware store. Yeah. And generally speaking, when it comes to football uniforms, maybe this is just my opinion, but I think uh, one particular company out of Oregon um, pumps out better alternate uniforms or options for uniforms than yeah. a, a, a company with stripes, typically. Yeah, I mean, the thing is... That's, is, not, that's not always, but well, generally. It's one company has more schools, one company has like the smallest amount of schools. Mm-hmm. So one is like... One is trying to stay relevant, but is also making more money. And then the other one is like almost so big that it's like, ah, we can only make alternates for a few schools. Right. And then you get a school like Oregon where every year they're like, how do we make it crazier? And this <laughs> yeah. year it's like, let's just, the whole jersey's your just number. Big, which is a broadcaster's dream, but as yeah. a fan or going for entertainment. Yeah, you're not going to go buy that jersey. <laughs> no. You might as well just tape a 30 to your chest <laughs> yeah. like or paint yourself. I mean, after that. There. Might be a little colder, but something else. Honestly, last year's uh, weren't too bad. The mesh ones. I just wish they could have actually the worn mesh like. Ones. I don't even remember. You remember they kind of looked like they were mesh jerseys. Oh yeah. They were celebrating '97. Right. Um, I wish they could have just worn like actual crop top mesh jerseys. Yeah, like Zeke Elliott style. Everyone. Yeah, remember when? It's his fault that they banned it. <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> I'm never liked Zeke. You know, if you need a reason to hate Ohio State, it's because they <laughs> got crop top jerseys banned um, from from college football. So, yeah, jerseys probably will be an afterthought um, as half the fans will turn into icicles by the second quarter. So, with that being said, um, stay at home. Uh, the the team still has two <laughs> wins on the season. Like this isn't gonna. Going to this game isn't going to be amazing. Yeah, a team that plays like icicles, Illinois, um, <laughs> because they are stuck in their ways. Um, but Lovey Smith, I think he has a job next year. Yeah, I wrote in my article. It's, you know, I season, didn't read it. I know. I, I well, usually you, do, but you I can't yet. read. It's the problem. We're still <laughs> well, working on the first part of that. But it's mid-November. Of letters and college football season's winding down, and Lovey Smith still has a job, and probably actually has more job security than he's ever had at Illinois. 
I'm just saying the Kansas job open. I don't think he's jumping ship. Think Lovey's going to leave Illinois for Kansas? I think Les Miles would be. Yeah. N- we'll get into that. Not yeah. a nice fit, but a fun fit. A fit. He'd, he'd, he's he'd, a coach, yeah. and they need a coach. So he'd fit. You know, the the match is there. Um, yeah, the whole thing with with this weekend, like you said, the, this game is not going to change anything really. Um, so if you can stay warm, do it. If Watch anything, it from home. Illinois could become bowl eligible, or one step closer, I guess. Who do they finish this? I, I know we've we done. Looked at, we we've done this like every episode. every week. It's like who does can Illinois make a bowl game? <laughs> Iowa and Northwestern. Yeah. They'd have to win two of these last three. Now, I think they. Got, I think they could get all three. <laughs> oh, well, Iowa hasn't played great, and they get Iowa at home. And so. we've been down on Northwestern this whole year. Yeah, Northwestern is going to win their next two games and then lose to Illinois, but still win the Big Ten yeah. West. Yeah, lock it up, Illinois. Going bowling. <laughs> They're dancing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let's be real Which here. Which begs the question, who would you rather have, Lovey Smith or Scott Frost? <laughs> right? One's bowling, one's not. One has four wins. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> one also has a Peach Bowl victory, just at a different school. So, One played in a Super Bowl. Yeah, Scott well, Frost well, coached think, in a Super Bowl. With Rex Grossman as a quarterback, too. Yeah. So you got to have some coaching ability. Scott Frost didn't play in a Super Bowl, did he? I, you're right. I take Lovey. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Lock it up. I think if Lovey's call, the best coach, probably, and, and at least in this matchup, bowling. right? At least in this <laughs> right. matchup. Okay. Um, Illinois. I think the real storyline here, other than you know, Illinois needs a win to get closer to going bowling, is uh, the over under is at sixty nine and a half, and Nebraska will have sixty three of those points. Um, <laughs> and. <laughs> And um, A.J. Bush comes back to town. Wait, well, first of all, are you expecting a push in that scenario or close to it? <laughs> well, not a push. You can't get a push. Illinois is going to have six and a half points. You're saying 60, 69 around their points are going to be scored and 63 of them are going to be Nebraska? I haven't given my score prediction yet, but I could see it. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're in for a treat. It's not going to be like a 63-17 situation, <laughs> but it might be. Yeah, um, AJ Bush. AJ Bush back coming to back town. to town, healthy hopefully. Yeah, he's a guy. I mean, I, I honestly don't know. I don't. There's not much to talk about for AJ Bush because he didn't have a little big impact at Nebraska. It's right. good to see him back, and I'm sure the fans will appreciate him. Cause Nebraska fans are generally good at that um, and making him feel welcome and and loved essentially because uh, he was a part of the team at one point. Uh, and he's actually had a really good year when he's played for Illinois. So mm. it's it's kind of cool to see him uh, have success, especially with everything he's gone through with the transfers and the injuries and all that. Yeah, the um, five interceptions obviously not helping him out there, but he's playing for Illinois. Um, <laughs> Illinois coming off a big week last week. They won 55-31 to 31, yeah, and AJ uh, Bush, over Minnesota, right? A.J. Bush was pretty great in that game, too. And he threw sh- for 216 and two touchdowns, and then he ran for 127 and another two scores. Yeah, A.J. Bush, the second leading rusher um, on the team, 85 carries for 472 yards and five scores. Of course, their leading rusher, Reggie Corbin, 105 carries for 952 yards, 80 his long mm-hmm. against Wisconsin, the one that I was freaking <laughs> out about, and that <laughs> game went the other way real quick, uh, and nine touchdowns. So mm-hmm. if, really if you had to – if you had to pinpoint something that they were good at, it's uh, it's running. Yeah, and it, and that's just the nature of their offense. It's 
similar to Nebraska's, but more of what you saw from Arizona. Obviously, that's where their head coach, Rod Smith, is from. Um, him and Rich Rod back in the day for the Wildcats. Oof, yeah. Um, but it's a dynamic duo in the backfield, Bush and Corbin. Corbin yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of Illinois, I was reading an article about how 2007 was like the weirdest year of football ever, uh, if you remember. Juice Williams, Richard Mendenhall. Yeah, so I saw I remember that name. vividly. Illinois went to uh, the Rose Bowl. Against USC. Yeah. I remember where I was watching that game. I'm not kidding you. I was in Red Robin. A restaurant in Nebraska, <laughs> and I remember I remember looking up and seeing Illinois get thrashed by USC. Um, I was rooting for him. I liked Mendenhall back in the day. Probably I like Juice, Juice Williams, Williams, dude. There. Yeah, when I, I used, to, I'd play. Uh, when you'd play video games, you'd, I'd play <laughs> as Illinois. Yeah, you, to I, be Juice when you're like, oh, there goes Juice Williams. I probably Touch like it. those two more than I should have. I think it's because I think they beat Ohio State that year. I remember watching that good, game at home. Great upset. Yeah, and then Ohio State goes Trestle to the, was the coach. title game. So, and crying into the sweater vest. LSU won the title game that year. Yeah. Yeah. Bo Pelini became coach mm-hmm. for Nebraska soon after. Yep. And then uh, other things that happened that year: Kansas wins an Orange Bowl. Right. Yeah. Just ten years ago, Illinois and Kansas were were powerhouses. Some of the biggest schools in the nation. Yeah, that was the only good year. Was Kansas that around had, the same so. time? Boise State, Statue of Liberty, Hook and Ladder. Actually, yeah, it was yeah. all around the same time. Oklahoma was Boise pretty good State at the time. Boise State was beating Oklahoma. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. The rise of TCU. What happened, man? Alabama. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, then Alabama came along, and Nick Saban sold his soul to the devil. And apparently, that's the only way this thing would have has happened. Right. So. But quarterback of Ohio State around that time? Oh, that would have been just before Terrell Pryor, wouldn't it? Be? Yeah. Troy Smith. Troy Smith, yeah. Troy Smith. Heisman winner, Troy Smith. And future Omaha Nighthawk, Troy Smith. <laughs> uh, who do you, he played for the oh, Niners. Yeah, he played for the Niners for, the for Niners. briefly, probably in cleanup work. Because there, was a, there was a point in time that Nighthawks had Jeff Garcia, former Pro Bowl quarterback in the NFL, Troy Smith, former Heisman winner, Jeremiah Masoli, former Heisman candidate yeah. back in the day. That's quite a quarterback room, if you're asking me. How did they not win? Uh, I and remember, they had a mongoose. I remember – well, come on now. <laughs> I remember Jeff Garcia. He had like a game-winning drive. That, Textbook Garcia. Which which ended up in top ten plays. Yep. It was like the number one play. I was like, just, I was there, man. That's what Jeff Garcia does. <laughs> He's a winner. He's a winner. He's a winner. It was him. It was 45-year-old <laughs> Jeff Garcia and 40-year-old injured Dante Culpepper going up against each other. It was a thriller. Jamarcus Russell was almost signed it's, by that team. Yeah, it's hard to believe that the league folded. Yeah, what, what happened? <laughs> you, got, you got a 45 I, There's a lot of things that happened, let's be honest. <laughs> you had a Mon Green getting welfare checks playing football for the one night. Lawrence Phillips almost made the team. Almost made the team. <laughs> it was just a bunch of former Nebraska players. Yeah. Was, I almost made the team. <laughs> was I was like 14. Yeah, it was wonderful to watch. It was great. It was awesome. Bring him back. They were playing Why in not? the baseball field. That's why, that's why Jamarcus would have been a great fit for the Nighthawks. Everywhere he Because he was used to playing in, in yeah. Oakland, yeah. He was meant for it. Guy would have tore up the league. They Oakland, Omaha, what's the difference? Giving right? him a chance. Yeah, who knows. Anyways, Illinois. Uh, great football team 10 yeah, years ago. Ten years, yeah, you could say that about a lot of teams, I think. <laughs> Nebraska 10 years ago, hmm. Not, not as great. Yeah, but maybe it's come full circle. Maybe, <laughs> who knows? 
Alabama waiting to happen. Some of the biggest wins for uh, <laughs> Illinois this year, Rutgers, uh, Western Illinois, and Kent State. You know, chalk those up. They also beat Minnesota. Some ugly losses, too, this year, 63-33 to against Maryland, 49-28. to at Wisconsin, forty-six to seven at home against Purdue, <laughs> sixty-three to twenty-four hey. against Penn State at home, and twenty-five to nineteen at Soldier Field against South Florida. That was South a heartbreaker. Florida. They should have won. Lovey Smith's return back to his home field in Soldier Field, and Penn State they gave a ran for their money at least until kickoff. The second half kickoff. Second half kickoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but, hey man, they were in that thing, and then they were not in that thing. So. Yeah, basically, I, I, you know, I'm not going to try to do the math in my head, but their margin of defeat is large. Yeah, they lose by a lot more than they win by. We'll, we'll put it. <laughs> well, they've also lost more than they've won. So, right, yeah. What can you really say about it? And then you look at Nebraska. I mean, week in and week out, we can kind of say like, oh, you know, what's going to be the big deal this week? Adrian Martinez, of course. Um, every week, it seems like. He has one mistake in a game and then doesn't make it again. So it seems like it's one of those that, like, once you do something in a game that's wrong, the next it never happens again yeah. once you see it on tape. But it kind of seems like that happens once a game, and it's like, ah, don't do that next game, and then something different happens. Nebraska um, this week had two plays in the not top ten. The whiffed onside kick and, and the Martinez backward pass. There was a way to lose your starting job. Caleb Lightburn found a way to do it again. Um not the point here. It's, I don't remember where where were we. Oh, we were in the Union. I don't know if I told you this, but I made the joke. Caleb Viper walked by and said, there, oh, there goes the backup punter. <laughs> um, he turns around and slaps you in the face. <laughs> probably kick something at me. He whiffed. He probably whiffed. Uh, so, Adrian Martinez, uh, 1,922 yards, 12 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, an impressive performance against Ohio State that we talked about on Monday. A lot better than I thought it was going to go. Ohio State, maybe not as potent defensively. Was Bosa that big of a miss? We don't know. Um, it's not like they still don't have probably six NFL guys on that defense. But <laughs> they played extremely well. Yeah. And coming into this week, you'd think that playing that well against Ohio State would translate pretty well. Now you're playing at home. You're playing against Illinois. Yes, Illinois has more wins. <laughs> Look who they beat. Uh, so on and so forth. But I, I, I won't hang on that too long. And then you look at other weapons for Nebraska. Devino Zigbo has been incredible. Maybe they should start giving the ball in the third quarter. Um, <laughs> Yo, third quarter conundrum is something else. I don't know. And if, if – I, I think Mo Washington will play again this week. But he seems like every game he gets kind of banged up. Yeah, tweaked a little bit. Something – and then they just run him like a horse in the third quarter. And they're <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, well, just take a seat for a minute. Right. Just catch your breath. Um, J.D. Spielman, Stanley Morgan. I mean, you can go down the list. The offensive weapons are incredible. The defense, it seemed like they leave you like begging for more a little bit each week. Yeah. You see Lamar Jackson get an interception last week, and then you're hoping like maybe get one or two. There are a couple that they missed. Gifford almost had one. Um the linebackers like just in general the coverage got better and then they were just getting torched on the ground and that's (laughs) not necessarily what you thought Ohio State was going to do no and that's something that Ohio State struggled with and you're right this Nebraska defense they show signs of moving in the right directions at times not dramatically but at least signs of getting better right 
but then they have a lapse somewhere else. It's it's a really odd thing to to see progress throughout the season because they've gotten better undoubtedly, but not substantially better in my opinion. Yeah, really. This will be a battle of of defenses and yeah, whatever and, defense can step up. Because yeah, not. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not a battle of good defenses either. Um, Illinois is a team averaging 416 yards. Nebraska averaging 468.9. Illinois gives up 524.8. Nebraska gives up 442.8. Now, one thing we saw Ohio State wasn't supposed to be good at was running the ball. One thing that Illinois is good at per game, 249 yards is rushing. I think they're ninth in the nation. I'd sure hope so because there shouldn't <laughs> be many more teams running. I mean, yeah. maybe like Georgia Tech and someone else right. ahead of that. They're ninth in yards per game and fourth in yards per carry. So, And they also break off big chunk plays, which of course helps the yards per carry. But the team scores in a hurry too. So it's a, a lot more of an explosive offense than you think, especially because last year they were 113th in yards per game. Like I said, now they're ninth. Yeah. And they were 120th in yards per carry. Now they're fourth. Big, yeah. Best turnaround in the nation. And if there's a better one, I'd like to hear it. <laughs> because just by listening to that, that, that of course. Uh, they jumped a hun- over 100 spots in each category. Yeah. And then, you know, they both score. Nebraska scores about 30 points. Illinois scores 29. Illinois gives up 37. Nebraska gives up 34. So it's just, like, on paper, other than Illinois having less offensive yards and giving up more defensively, these two are actually pretty well matched. On paper. On paper, yeah. But I think talent-wise, which obviously plays a factor at some point in time, it probably leans Nebraska's way just based on the playmakers. But this is going to be a cold-weather game, so it's gonna, I feel like it's going to be a lot on the ground. Nebraska 216, like I said, Illinois 249. So we may see yeah. 600 and, total rushing yards between the two teams maybe. And if you're Illinois, you want it to be a game on the ground. They have the, what is it, 120th or 100-something pass offense. Yeah, well, eight, it's uh, going to be on the ground either way, probably. They're 110th, yeah, 110th <laughs> pass offense, and their pass defense is terrible. I think their pass defense, they give up 283 yards per game. They're the 121st pass defense. That's 10th worst in the nation. Yeah. Now, their rush defense isn't any better, but at least you don't have to worry about one side of the ball, and the side that you are worrying about, at least on the offensive end, is what you're good at. Yeah, Nebraska's rush defense, better than their pass defense, but still giving up 173 yards a game, so... Not great, not terrible. Probably that's pretty middle of the road. Yeah. Um, most most teams are probably rushing for 100 to 150 a game, anyways. So, Illinois, and oh, go ahead. Illinois on the other end, 124th yeah. rush defense yeah. in the nation, gave up give up 262 yards per game. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, so it's just <laughs> a movable force and unstoppable object, right? I don't unstoppable force and movable object, but. Rock and hard place is basically where this game is stuck between. Yeah. Because it could it's gonna go one of two ways. It's not supposed to snow, is it? No, I don't think so. I didn't think so either. This to me, correct me if I'm wrong, this I think goes one of two ways. Okay. It follows exactly what the spread is saying. Nebraska's just gonna blow the doors off Illinois. Yeah. Or this thing's gonna be whoever has the ball last. I think if it's all running It'll be a little bit scrappier, and Illinois might hang around more than Husker fans are comfortable with. If uh, it, it becomes a balanced game, or a game where at least teams have the opportunity to pass, I think Nebraska runs away with it. Yeah, I think that's, I, that's yeah. because that's kind of what we thought about. 
And that's why I asked if it snows, because if it snows, it's we know it's only going to be running. It's yeah. going to be windy. It's going to be snowy. It's going to be cold. Well, it could still be windy. It's going to be cold either way. It'll. It's going to be freezing cold, and it could potentially be windy. I know it was super windy today. It's probably going to be windy tomorrow as well, or a little bit at least throughout the night. So yeah, I don't know if it'll trickle into game time or not. So, I mean, it, it's very comparable. Isn't it? Well, these teams aren't comparable, but it's comparable to last week with Ohio State, where we thought. Well, if Ohio State just throws it 60 times, then Nebraska probably will not fare very well. But if they don't throw it 60 times, they probably will. Well, they threw it 30 times, and they rushed it for almost 300 yards, but they found found their their run game. Yeah, because they had two former 1,000-yard runners on that team, both of them 2,000-plus on their careers. So they have talent, and they've done it before, but uh, they finally found that traction once again that they were missing the past few weeks, and probably was because of the bye week they had. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, how this one shakes out. And just, I know we kind of do this every week where we preview the rest of the season. Illinois, we said, has Northwestern and Iowa. Northwestern's still... Probably both losses, if we're being, if we're being, if we're being completely being, honest. But all three could be losses, but all three in this Big Ten could also be wins. Right. For Nebraska and for Illinois. I mean, it just depends on what Illinois team shows up. And... Yeah, I will say for silver linings, I talked about how the rush and pass defense are bottom 10 in the nation for both, um, but they fired their defense coordinator, and they looked better last week. Lovey Smith is taking over the play calling, um, changed the system to his uh, patented Tampa 2 system that he mm-hmm. always has ran. Um, and so that might, that might give some teams a tougher look because they haven't seen it as much with this team. Now, I know they have plenty of tape on him throughout his whole career, Lovey Smith's whole career, um, but they don't have this, this team really in it. Um, a lot of tape with this team in that system. And so uh, Illinois could throw some things defensively at teams uh, that they don't see coming. And, and I don't know if that's going to be a huge factor, but there's at least the opportunity for that potentially. All right, before we get into our picks, <clears throat> I, need to, I still need to figure out what our uh, record was from last week because it was uh, not, not pretty for me. I know that, and I think – you uh, definitely picked up some ground last week oh, in, wow. in the picks. Um, if that's surprising to you at all, <laughs> um, it's not to me. So, but I w- I'll let you if you want to look into that. I'll, I'll I could talk about Illinois defense a little bit more. Cause yeah, we've talked about how bad they are um, statistically on on rush and pass defense, but they are changing the new system. The one thing they've been consistent about is forcing turnovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, still one of the most consistent teams in the nation for that, forcing a turnover in eight of their nine games on this season, uh, and they're 34th in the nation with nearly two takeaways per game. And and when it comes to interceptions, they're tied for ninth in the nation with one and a half per game. So this team forces turnovers at a pretty consistent and sustainable rate at, at this point in the season. So if it becomes a game where Nebraska does pass, Illinois has – the potential to force some turnovers, especially with this, how this weather is going to fare. Um, but then again, they do have a bottom 10 pass defense, so they do give up a lot of yards in the process. Um, I'd like to say I forgot that we ran a poll this this week. Right. Um, we had. I a... tried to even stage a vote, too, and I, <laughs> I tried to put a vote my way. I uh, asked my girlfriend to go vote, um, and I might have hinted at the one I think she should vote at, and then well, I, I didn't want to hint immediately, but she right. looked at the poll and said, not potatoes. Why is that even on the list? And I was like, what? Are you <laughs> kidding me? 
So it oh. did not work in my favor. I should have just. I don't know if you saw the results. Vote. We didn't get as many votes as uh, we were hoping for. So <laughs> maybe help us out there. But we only got a whopping nine thousand. So I don't know where. Yeah, where the... we should maybe get more. <laughs> uh, dead tie between potatoes and salmon. Thirty-three percent of the vote. Your eggs fell short. Is that what you voted for? Actually, I don't. I I may have voted for potatoes. I'm going to be honest. I with voted you. for potatoes. It was eggs or potatoes. I don't remember. Now nutritionally, I. I swayed my vote a little bit because I like potatoes more, just the taste. And the versatility. I went potatoes. The write-in vote from my dad, spare ribs. And that was a great write-in vote. I think if that was in the poll, that wins, no doubt. Yeah, I probably would have picked spare ribs. 100%. Meat, just meat in general. (laughs) That's good for the heart, right? (laughs) Uh, Well, most most doctors would say. Another write-in vote we saw. Uh, cheese, and that's something I, I briefed cheese? you with for a second. You did, uh, but when we were making the poll, you turned it down. Um, all I'm saying is maybe we should listen to me. My picks have been great this year. I mentioned cheese, and it was a write-in vote. So, yeah, I don't. But you're running the show on Fridays, so. Yep, that's how that works. Here we are. <laughs> um, Stephen Keys for Illinois. Um, I know we kind of talked about it at length. Of course, their rush offense great pass. Offense uh, is okay. Their defense, not great. Yeah, It's going to be cold. What do you think the keys are for Illinois? Obviously, they need to get their run game going. Find a, I, Nebraska knows it's coming, so they need to find a way to still be able to get it going at a sustainable and successful rate. But I think the biggest, biggest one for Illinois, and I wrote this in the write-up, just find some form of defense, any form that it is. It doesn't matter as long as you make – Nebraska a little bit more one-dimensional than they want to be as long as one side pass defense or preferably probably rush defense steps up Illinois has a better chance in this game because both the both sides of the uh, defense form is just so bad at this point that if any step up it's a great day for them and, and could give them a chance to stick in the game yeah I, I think I said this last week for I think I said it for Ohio State honestly I'll say it for Illinois and I know it's cliche and I know it's you know, it's a cliche for a reason. Score early and often. If Illinois can get out to an early lead, we've seen this happen with Nebraska more times than not this season. Mm-hmm. When they fall behind, it's not that they get worried or scared or anything. It's just that you get to a certain point where it's like, uh, if you're down 14 points, 21 points, like, and you're not throwing the ball, it's tough. Uh, it's I, tough. I, like, yeah. you can't, you, it's harder to build a comeback on the ground than it is through the air. Yeah. In general, I mean, if you're really good, or if you're Georgia Tech or Navy or whatever, you just, you know, rely on it. And actually, something I meant to bring up maybe this morning, um, I don't know if you saw this, Army, was it Army or Navy? One of them had, I believe it was Army, had a, like, 12-and-a-half-minute drive. It's like 22 plays. That's incredible. Yeah. That's why I love Academy football. I could watch that all day. Um, Navy actually holds the record for the longest drive all time. Is it a quarter? 14, fourteen thirty-two, or That's something incredible. like that. From the end of the third quarter, almost to the end of the fourth quarter. <laughs> that is, that's everything I could yeah. dream of. And then I think they only got like a field goal out of it, right? Because it's textbook yeah. Navy at that yeah. point. Yeah, it's like they were up by nine or I something. It. And it's like well, that's just. I love so, it. So I like your key to the game: middies. score early, especially with this weather. Yeah, fans for either team really. Fans but. aren't going to want to cheer if if Illinois sticking around and kind of taking. <laughs> the wind out of Nebraska sails, fans aren't going to be happy, and then they're going to be miserable because it's going to be so blisteringly cold outside. They're not going to want to cheer and be as loud as they normally are. And undoubtedly, 
uh, Memorial Stadium is going to run out of overpriced, watery, hot chocolate uh, way too early into the day. I'd like to say really quick before we get to Nebraska's keys. So I had a historically low uh, week of picks last week. I was four, five, and ten. Five and ten, wow. Five and ten. Steven, on the other hand, was ten and five because we split on six games. You got five more than I did. So Sounds about right. um, So I'll have to total that up at the end of this thing and and tweet that out. But um, keys for Nebraska, I'll start. I'll go to you. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the picks anymore. (laughs) Miles not even picked this week because I have to almost go perfect the last. I can take a couple weeks off I can't. I can't wait till bowl season, though, because if I get like 40 of them right, you know. (laughs) The whole season could be scrapped. Yeah. It's the playoffs. Hey, it's exactly what college football is. Uh, the the postseason is the only thing that matters. Right. The regular season is irrelevant because UCF's not going to make the playoff, and I'm going to throw this computer. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, keys for Nebraska. I mean, the score early, early thing I think translates between both teams. I think it's, I think it's trying to run a balanced game while not getting too cute with it. Honestly, because. While you want to run the ball as much as possible, this isn't an offense that's built to run 74 times. It can, but it's still going to be out of the shotgun. There'll still be screens. It'll still be an option. But you're right. I mean, I've been at a game. I was at the Iowa game in 2015. Oh, me too. That was. And you say fans don't want to cheer. I mean, first of all, Iowa's the most boring style of football to begin with, but. You don't. You do not want to cheer because you want to save every ounce of energy to keep your hands warm <laughs> and keep them, your toes from falling off. Right. And then you're like, oh yeah, I, I guess Nebraska scored. It didn't matter. It did not matter. So, score enough that fans feel like they can leave early because <laughs> it's too cold. It's a good or day. maybe they should hand out blankets. I don't know. Yeah. No, I hear you. I like that s- score early. For Nebraska, I think it's a trope we use against Nebraska quite often that other teams should score early. But Nebraska looks like a completely different team whenever they get the ball first and they score first. The mentality is through the roof whenever they do. So I think that's a great key. I think special teams, too. Learn how to punt the ball. Learn how to flip the field. Learn how to make some field goals. Because if you give Illinois in weather like this in a game that's not going to be pretty like this, if you give them good field position and they're able to take advantage of that, that could cost you, cost you the game. And it could potentially be a close game. When special teams makes all the difference. So I'd say I don't know how they're going to do it because they haven't done it all year, and they've shown no signs of doing it all year, but somehow find a way to be successful on special teams. As we just uh, documented last week was awful, and maybe I just shouldn't pick at all. I probably would do better if I just didn't pick any because I go zero for zero, and that's 100%. We start with tonight's game, Fresno State. Number 23 in the, in the college bowl playoff, not only in the country, but at Boise State. They are a two-and-a-half point favorite. The Bulldogs are the old blue turf, ESPN2 at 9.15. It's going to be a night thriller. Yep. Who do you like in this one? Boise State, we talked about how great they were 10 years ago, and they've slowly declined. Um, still been up there at times, but been underwhelming this year. I was high on them at the beginning of the year. Um, they got thrashed by Oklahoma State and a couple other teams. They've been underwhelming. I want to pick Fresno State in this, but it's at the Blue Turf. Uh, I can't pick against the Broncos there, so I'm going to go Boise in this one. Fun one Friday night. We'll go 38-35 Fresno State. Out of field goal range late. Throws a Hail Mary. Can't get it. I think I'm going to stick with the Bulldogs on this one. You're right with Boise State. They've they've looked impressive all year since their two losses. Um 
ugly against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State also yeah. has fallen off since then. Brett Ripien, 24 touchdowns, almost 2,800 yards. But I've got to lean in an effort to keep a group of five team in the top 25. <laughs> and someone's trying to make them launch ahead of UCF. It's not me, but uh, I, I think I've got to go with Fresno State. They're the favorite. Don't know enough about them to really pick against them, frankly. But uh, Keyshawn Johnson, not that Keyshawn Johnson, plays for Fresno State. He's got 62 catches for 858 yards and six touchdowns. The passing attack for Fresno will be out and thriving. Boise State probably, too. This is going to be a high-scoring one. I don't know what your score was. Uh, 62-59. I think it's just going to be crazy. It wasn't up that high, but I like it. I'm sticking with it. You know that high numbers for me are are where we're going. I can't count that high, but I'm going (laughs) to stay that high. Illinois, Nebraska. Nebraska, 17.5-point favorite. Talked about this one at length. There's a couple ways this thing could go. Depends on the weather. It's going to be a cold one, 11 a.m. It's not going to warm up during the day either, but who do you like? Nebraska's the favorite in this one. We talked about how both defenses aren't great. Nebraska's a little bit better. I think at the expense of Husker fans, it would be kind of cool to see A.J. Bush win a game in Lincoln. Um, Some poetic justice there and everything he's been through would be sweet. But I think Nebraska's the stronger team. Illinois might hang around and surprise some Husker fans, but I think Nebraska wins this one. We'll go 38-28 Nebraska. Yeah, I think Illinois covers just because they have that potent rushing attack. I think that if they want to stay in the game, they're going to have to have a boat and rushing attack, and they're going to have to limit throwing interceptions and just turnovers in general. I think that goes for both teams, but it's hard to pick against this Nebraska team at home. It's a huge spread, but I think that over-under is it's about right. 69 and a half. That's, that's a lot of points, but um, I think Nebraska's... I, I don't want to say squeaks one out, <laughs> but 41... 41-34. You've convinced me that Illinois has a chance. You back down thing. from the 63. I, I kind of joked about it, but <laughs> if here we go. If Nebraska blows them out, though, they'll have 60. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Staying in the Big Ten, number 10 Ohio State at number 18 Michigan State. Ohio State a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm sure at the beginning of the season this was a matchup. People were circling on their, on their calendars, but now you've got a one-loss Buckeyes team and a three-loss Spartans team. If Michigan State wins, that knocks out another potential playoff candidate for the Big Ten. Who do you like? Michigan State team has been underwhelming. They changed their quarterback, have looked better. Ohio State, not a perfect Ohio State team. We talked about it last week. They have flaws. This Michigan State defense is one of the best in the nation. They held Michigan to 21 points, potent Purdue to 13, Penn State to 17. I think they upset the Buckeyes this week. Probably not going to be a pretty game. Probably cold up in Michigan. They're going to beat the Buckeyes. We'll go... 17-14, 17-14, good game to watch. I think I've got to stick with Ohio State. Dwayne Haskins has been just too impressive. I know that they may not pass as much when it's cold, but if they find themselves even slightly trailing or even close to trailing, they'll end up throwing the ball a lot more. This dude's thrown over 3,000 yards, 32 touchdowns, and they finally found the run game against a pretty pretty good front seven against Nebraska. Not great. It's not Michigan State good, but I think – they can translate that to this game. J.K. Dobbins, expect him to have another pretty big game. Give me Ohio State. I like the low scoring. I don't think it'll be crazy, but 24-10. I think it'll be close, but not not for too long. Definitely hitting hit the under, that's for sure. All right, moving on. Wisconsin at number 20, Penn State. Penn State a nine-point favorite. Again, another one that you would have thought 
Hey, we should <laughs> really make sure this thing's a seven o'clocker. This thing might decide who's going to the title game. And now Wisconsin has to has to even win to have a chance to make it to the title game. Right. And Penn State's out of it. Yeah, Penn State's out. We, you're right. This game preseason looked like one of the better matchups in all of college football throughout the year. Both teams come into this one stumbling. Wisconsin two weeks ago lost to Northwestern. They beat Rutgers 31-17. I know it's a classic Wisconsin win, but that's not pretty considering it's Rutgers. But Penn State, on the other hand, coming in with a 42-7 loss to Michigan, also not pretty. Uh, I'm going to go Penn State in this one, though. Happy Valley. Um, we'll go 28-20. Wisconsin covers by one. Yeah, well, Wisconsin doesn't cover, whether they're the team that is the favorite or the underdog. I like Penn State in this one, too. You know, a demoralizing loss, a cl- you know, a close loss to Ohio State at one point in the year, close loss to Michigan State at one point in the year, Wisconsin. Wisconsin has looked great. Hornybrook might not play again. Not that he's, you know, ever really a factor. I know we joke about that, but still, like, that's that's your leader, man. That's your quarterback. So, but Trace McSorley... I think they bounce back in this one. I think Miles Sanders bounced back in this one. Jonathan Taylor, the only thing that's going to keep him in this game. But I think it's, I think this one's low scoring too. Uh, 27, man, 27, 19. They're going to, they're going to, I don't know how they're going to get there. They're going to miss something. I like picking 19 at least once a week uh, or 16. You know, find a way. Maryland at Indiana. Actually one of the closest spreads of the week, at least in the big 10 Maryland, is a one-point underdog on the road, but in our power rankings and just in general thought, Maryland's better than Indiana. Yeah, they're pretty evenly matched, but Maryland probably edges them out. It's a pick basically. But both teams have been underwhelming as of late. Indiana struggled against Rutgers early in the year, got beat by Ohio State and Iowa by a mile, lost to Penn State and Minnesota, a game they probably needed to have. Uh, this team needs to win if they want to go bowling soon, so... I'm going to take Indiana at home. I think Maryland, too many distractions off the field and in the locker room still. We'll go 28-14, Maryland. Or Indiana, excuse me. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with Maryland. I know I picked them last week. Close. I wouldn't say it was really a close loss because they lost 24-3, but Michigan State's one of those teams that kind of just suffocates you. Indiana, I don't think, has that kind of defense. and I don't think they have all year really against anybody. Their offense is pretty good. They run an okay spread offense. The tempo's there. They just don't have quite the talent that other teams do. Maryland, distractions, yes, but I, I just think they're the better football team. They they need to will themselves to one more win. They've got three more chances. This is probably their best shot at it. So give me Maryland. Again, I, I don't see any of, the, any of the games in the Big Ten really being high score, except for maybe Nebraska. Uh, give me Maryland 24-17. I think it's going to be low. Mich- oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, next uh, yeah, one might be high I missed scoring. this one. Uh, Michigan, number four Michigan at Rutgers. Completely spaced these two played this week. Last year, believe they blanked them. I think it was 77 to nothing. If you would have taken negative one points for every punt, uh, Rutgers would have had negative six points. So naturally, they are a 39-point underdog to Michigan, and I think that's low. Oh, that's super low. <laughs> I, I think, you know, one team, I don't think I know. I know one team's one of the best in the nation. One of them's one of the worst in the nation. It's a bye week for Michigan. Uh, Michigan beat Penn State 42-7 to last week. I, I don't see how Rutgers is going to get a point in this game. I think another 77-0, two years in a row. 
Yeah, the over-under set at 47 and a half, so they're giving Michigan at least 48 points, right? Um, man, unless Michigan just lets off the gas, which they weren't doing against Penn <laughs> State, who's a lot better than records is, you know, Shea Patterson will have his typical week. He'll go 12 for 16 with 143 yards and two touchdowns. Kron Higdon will probably score four times. And then I'm sure McCaffrey's uh, little brother will probably throw four touchdowns too. He'll only have to throw it four times. Uh, Michigan all-time high here on this show, 82-3. to three. Ooh, I, I like know that. it's not going to happen. but it, The thing about Michigan, people still aren't giving them credit and putting them into the playoffs necessarily yet. They're going to want to run up the score on just about everyone. Unfortunately for Rutgers, they have to play in this week. 82 might be high, but I love it. Whatever, you know, who cares at this point? They're it, 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 let's put this in perspective. It's just not going to be close. <laughs> there you go. Northwestern at number 21, Iowa. Iowa an 11 point favorite at home. Northwestern, third best team in the Big Ten. Uh, they only need to win two of the last three, and Iowa has to win out. Yeah. Who do you like? I don't like either of these yeah, teams. Well, that's, the yeah, that's fair. There's two ways I look at this. On one side, I want Northwestern to be the representative of uh, Big Ten West because I think it would be disgusting. I don't think they're a great team, but I think it would be comical. On the other side, I want chaos in the Big Ten. I think Iowa beating Northwestern adds that chaos. Um, I don't like either team. I, I'll take Iowa in this one just because chaos and late season drama is fun to watch. I'll go Iowa... I don't even know. No, you know, I'm going to switch to Northwestern. Every week I pick against them, they end up winning. Northwestern, Wildcats, 31-24. They're going to win the Big Ten West. Thank you, because I'm leaning that way, too. <laughs> I was, I didn't know how you were going to go with it. I know we pick Iowa a lot because it, it feels right. It just it's feels just like they right. should win. But neither of these teams feels right to pick. One's 5-4, and four, one's 6-3. and three. But what I want to avoid is... Wisconsin, Iowa, and Northwestern all having the same conference record because then it would go to Wisconsin or Iowa because it's overall record. Well, then it goes to Wisconsin because of the head-to-head win. I don't want Wisconsin to be anywhere near the Big Ten title game. Especially without the star of Hornybrook. Yeah, exactly. So give me Clayton Thorson. Give me the Wildcats. Thorson runs all over him for a grand total of 41 yards and a quarterback sneak for a touchdown. 17-7 Northwestern. Thriller. And they're going to have a safety in there to get 17. Just It's going to be wacky. Right. Who knows? Two-point conversions all over. Purdue at Minnesota. Minnesota, an 11-point underdog. Purdue, up and down, man, all year. They're trying to get bowl eligible. I believe they're 5-4 and four as well. Um, after a close win against Iowa, almost lost that one. We're almost 4-5. and five. And Minnesota's just not good. Minnesota, you're right. They're not good. They show up when you don't think they're going to show up. But most of the time, they still don't show up. I don't see them slowing down this Purdue offense. I'm sure it's cold in Minnesota. I'm sure it's snowy. I think Brom and company are going to get it done either way. Purdue needs a win to get bowling soon. I'll take the Boilermakers in this one. Big Ten football in November, a little lower scoring than you think. I'll go 28-17. Yeah, I like Purdue in this one too. Uh, 11 points, probably about right. David Blau, DJ Knox. Like I said, they've been up and down all season, but I don't see this being the game that they get tripped up, really. Uh, the ones they've lost have all been close, or to the teams they should have lost, they then beat Ohio State. There's a lot that goes into that, but if Rondell Moore plays and he plays well, if he's as healthy as he as he can be, um, this Purdue team's going to roll. But it, 
again, they'll roll, but it'll be a low-scoring game. So 27-10, to 10, but it won't look that close on the field. Boilermakers, one step closer. UCLA at Arizona State. Arizona State, a 13.5-point favorite. They control their own destiny in the Pac-12 South because they have already beaten USC and Utah, which lead the Pac-12 South right now. They basically just have to win two of the last three or at least beat UCLA and Arizona, and the Oregon game doesn't matter. And I think they can still win the Pac-12 South. They are one win away from finishing 6-6 and like I projected. Who do you like? I'll take Arizona State. (laughs) Your your energy is coming off on me. I want to vote for Herm here. I'll go Sun Devils in this one. I don't think, first of all, UCLA and Chip Kelly. Not good. Not a great team this year. Maybe they will be in the future. It's not this year. I'll take Arizona State. I'm going to start rooting for them in the Pac-12 South. We'll go Sun Devils. Uh, I don't even know. We'll go 48-14. Wow, wow. The best they can finish is 8-4, and four, and that's what I love about it. I, I say it the same reasons every week. Eno Benjamin, you've got Nikhil Harry had three touchdowns last week. Manny Wilkins. Let that guy take over in the fourth quarter. They're going to win. They're going to roll. Yeah, it's going to be high scoring. Give me 45-14 Arizona State. Arizona State, Pac-12 version of Northwestern. Yeah, very (laughs) underwhelming, but they get it done somehow. Number eight, Washington State at your Colorado Buffs. Colorado's six-point underdog in danger of missing a bowl game at five and four. Didn't they start the year 5-0? and They started 5-0. and Talk about underwhelming. They might miss a bowl game, and they play the number eight team in the nation. I'm torn here. Uh, I grew up liking the Buffs. I grew up with connections to Colorado, but I also uh, have an uh, infatuation for Mike Leach and his Coug yep. Nation. Yep. So, a tough one. It's at Folsom Field. Colorado's been underwhelming. I'm leaning Washington State, but the Buffs need a win. I'm rooting for them. I'll take the Buffs in this one. Yeah. I'll, I'll go for oh, it. Yeah, 34-31, Buffs, game winner. Yeah, I've got to go Wazoo in the sense of the picks and because Colorado has been dreadful. And I don't know – I don't even know the last two teams that they finished with, but they've got to win one of their last three, and I I don't think this one's it. So they're going to get even one step closer to missing a bowl game. Give me Wazoo. They were low scoring last week, but I think they come back and score high on the road. Give me – 38-24, 38-24, uh, they run away with it in the fourth quarter. Utah and Cal after this week, that's who they got to beat. Colorado? Yeah. Yeah, one of those is tough, one of them's Cal. <laughs> so, number 24, Auburn at number 5, Georgia. Georgia, 14-point favorite. Don't have to linger on this one too long. Who you like? Yeah, we put it in because it's an SEC-ranked opponent uh, or ranked teams. Georgia's the better team by a mile. I'll take Georgia in this one. We'll go 38-21. Yeah, I'm leaning Georgia as well. Auburn... Could play upset, uh, upset city for the for the West as far as ruining playoff chances, but I just don't think they're as good as Georgia or Bama or really anyone that, that they that they could spoil a season for. So I'm going to stick with Georgia. 14 is probably about right. 28-14. It's textbook SEC football. This one really we don't need to linger on. Number two Clemson at number 17 Boston College. Boston College is a 19 and a half point underdog, and they're hosting College Game Day. I want to pick the upset. I want to go for it, but I picked against Clemson this already at this point this year. I thought NC State was the team to do it. Uh, they're not going to do it, uh, or Boston College won't either. I'm going to go Clemson in this one. We'll go 42-20. Monumental upset this weekend. Clemson will be out of the playoff. Boston College, Clemson always loses to somebody, whether it's Pitt, whether it's Syracuse. They haven't done it yet this year. 
I know they scored 77, but it was against Louisville, so give me Boston College. Um, I don't even know any of their players, to be honest, but Boston College. Uh, I know mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> shoot. 27-26. <laughs> a touchdown late. It's disgusting. Oregon at Utah. Utah three-point favorite. I'm going to go the Ducks in this one. Good offense. Um, stumbled a little bit in recent recent weeks, but... I still like this Oregon team. Utah better than people think, but I'm going to go Oregon. Uh, on the road, we'll go 38-35. I'm hoping Utah wins this week just to lose their last two games. That way it bolsters the win that Arizona State got. Um, but three points is just about right. Give me 45-42 against Oregon. Uh, Sun Devils get Oregon on the road next week, so that'll be an interesting matchup. But Kansas at Kansas State, minus 10.5 for Kansas State. Kansas fired their head coach, but both these teams are 3-6, and six, and Bill Snyder needs to find his way to the door uh, if his vision comes back. Yeah, uh, both teams are gross. One is looking for a head coach. The other one plays in the Little Apple. I don't think Kansas State's a great team. I don't think it's a great program or a great city to be in. Um, I'm going to take Lawrence. I'm going to take Kansas. They're in mayhem right now, but I, I think that might inspire the team to do better. I'll take Kansas I don't even know. 24-21, Jayhawk. I kind of hate that you took Kansas because I'm taking Kansas too. I, I thought about just picking the other team just for the sake of it. But give me Kansas. I don't know. They'll rally around not having a coach. Are we going to get some music here? There we go. Okay. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Jayhawks. Can it even be high scoring? Like, I don't, I don't know. The thing is, these are Power 5 teams, but you'd be kidding yourself if you subjected yourself to these two to teams. To either one, really. <laughs> I mean... We don't know anything about them, and if, unapologetically. If you had a lighter and $100, this is the, that game. Uh, but I'm still going to lean with Kansas. I don't know. Uh, 27-24? Sure. That sounds good. Right. Yeah. Kansas covers either way. <laughs> and... The game that we don't know anything about of the week is another all-time matchup. Bowling Green, 1-8 at Central Michigan, 1-9. Chippewa's a seven-point favorite over the Falcons. I'm confident in this one. I I nail these picks. I'm thrilled this one's on the matchup this week. I'm going Bowling Green. They've shown life of putting up uh, some passing offense. I don't know anything about Central Michigan. I doubt they have. Um, So I'm going to take Bowling Green plus Central Michigan Chippewa's. They're, the natives like to go by Ojibwe, so I, I think it's uh, a little patronizing that Central Michigan uh, goes by Chippewa. So I'll go Bowling Green just because my morals are seeking through. Okay, so I'm picking Bowling Green to win this game. Oh, so gosh. in the picks, you know, here's here's let me explain it's this. The first, ye- first I'm picking week no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Listen to me. I'm picking Bowling Green to win this game because Carl Pelini is the interim head coach right oh, now. I didn't even know that. But I'm going to pick Central Michigan for the sense of the picks because I don't get these right anyway. So what's the point <laughs> of picking the same thing as you? I might as well pick the other one, right? Central Michigan, 1-9, and nine, they're bad. Bowling Green, they're 1-8, they're bad. But one of these two teams has to walk away with a MAC win. Give me the Chippewas. MAC starts with an M, M's in Michigan. Okay, fine, seven points. They're going to win 14-7. to seven. I don't even know. I don't know if I said a score. I'll go 14-7 Bowling Green. And if I did say a score the first time, I'm now going 14-7 regardless. Yeah, I don't don't know if there's really a right answer to that one. Well, we uh, got right up to the clock, so it normally doesn't happen. But when you got a slate of games as great as this, what are you going to do? Just run out of time, man. Uh, Steven, quickly, who do you think uh, 
Who do you think in the Big Ten makes to the playoff? Or do you think one gets one? No one gets him. I don't think so. I Michigan's think, the only ticket. I don't think they get it. Anything else? Till Monday. Watch Bowling Green Central Michigan, Kansas, Kansas State. We'll talk to you guys next week.